Sean Boswell has to crash three cars before he learns how to drift. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. My life be like. Sean. That was his name? Sean. 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 That's the thing about this movie. He doesn't have his name said by anyone until like halfway through. <laughs> I was pretty confused what his name was. Who the fuck is Sean? He looked like a Terry to me. He looked like a Slim Shady. Uh, hello and welcome to Spoilers. Uh, we're going to talk about a movie, good or bad, and play a little trivia at the end. Uh, let's go around and introduce ourselves. East to East. And, uh, Pappy, why don't you let the people know what you're watching and if you have a favorite race car game. Yeah, this is Pappy, uh, recording from Denver, Colorado. And I think I've talked about this before, but Kill Tony has got its hooks in me. It's my favorite YouTube show. It's like my favorite show ever. I love how cringy it is. I, I watch every week. Um, but what I'm... Favorite racing game? Um, that's tough. There's been a lot of good ones. I'll... I'll go back to the Super Nintendo version of Ooh. Mario Kart. Um, wow, wow, that was wow. one I rented many, many times as a as a child, and then bought as an, a a man child um, to to relive that fantasy. So I gotta go with the the old school one. Nice, uh, Josh. This is Josh from Goshen, Indiana. Um, favorite racing games gotta be the '64 and Super Nintendo and GameCube version of Mario Kart. Um, but I want to give Hydro Thunder a shout out. I don't know if you guys remember that racing game for Dreamcast with like the boats and stuff. Are we doing our top seven racing games or <laughs> Damn. favorite? What is this? Mashed potatoes, corn, turkey, rolls, gravy. Gravy's a condiment. Speaking of Brett, I got to just add here. We're starting like an hour and a half later than usual, and Brett's been like trying to get inside the computer for a while. It's been pretty crazy, but glad to be here. The man's locked out of his own computer, and Skype hates him. (laughs) Uh, Stevie, what do you got going on? Man, I am all in on the wire right now. Uh, I just got through the first season in about two days, and for those who have seen it, Omar is my boy. And let's see here. Favorite racing game of all time. This is going to be a throwback, but I'm not going to say Mario Kart or anything because that's just kind of hacky at this point. Everyone else has said it. There's a game called Midnight Club Racing 2. <gasps> that was that for the PS2. That what? was my <laughs> shit. That's like, basically that game Tokyo was Drift. untouchable. Like <laughs> It was pretty much Tokyo Drift. I love that game. That is a special place in my heart. Yeah, that game was fun. Jordan? Hey, uh, this is Jordan from North Carolina. Uh, what were the questions? My favorite racing game is probably uh, Mario Kart Double Dash for GameCube, which is pretty lame, but it's a lot of fun. Love the cube. Um, the cube. <laughs> uh, was there another question in there? Sorry. Uh, if you were just watching anything recently, any TV uh, or movies or anything? Nothing great. Um yeah, nothing really new. Yeah. Captain Marvel. I mean, we we reviewed Captain Marvel, but I assume that will be that pod will be released like three weeks ago at this point. So, but did you like it? I didn't hear it. Yeah, it was good. It's you listen to the you should listen to the podcast, Josh. It's uh, yeah, right, I'll save one. it for the pod. Uh, save it for that pod. <laughs> the pod's over. I'm Mikey. I'm recording. <laughs> listen to the pod. I'm Mikey. I'm recording out of Goshen and. Uh, besides like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I can't really think of anything else that I'm watching, but my favorite racing game is probably, Pap knows about this game, Burnout. We used to have this at our apartment. It's a pretty fun racing game. Uh, pretty much just crash. A lot like this movie, doing a lot of, uh, just taking other people out. So, pretty fun game. I liked it a lot. Uh, but Tokyo Drift. I know Brett's, Brett's favorite racing game was that Crash Bandicoot. Just so. Oh, car, car yeah, just I just wanted to toss him in Crash there. Crash Team just so Racing? Yeah, he loves it. That was a lot of fun. That's coming back out. They're re-releasing that. So maybe you'll buy that. Uh, but we're talking about Tokyo Drift here. And uh, it starts out with, uh, with an opening of uh, our protagonist here. He's still nameless. Uh, we don't know his name. But uh, he's... <laughs> He's a 30, the drifter. Yeah, he's a 30 year old man who's going to high school. Rabbit. <laughs> and uh, I don't know 
I don't know if we have any context of where he's going to high school, but uh, he's got to go through a metal detector. And he's- Anyone else think he was going undercover because he looks so old and dressed <laughs> yes. like a snark? Yeah, he's not convincing yes. anyone that he's young. <laughs> he's way less convincing than like Jonah Hill. <laughs> well, and wasn't the whole point of recasting Paul Walker was for a, a quote, younger actor? Like... I don't think this is recasting him. Well, it was like a soft reboot of the series, right? Like, yeah, and I think Paul Walker could no. have pulled off high school better than Lucas oh, yeah. did. Or mm. Paul Walker does he not look like Marshall Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, Eminem? This is Superman. This is the third movie in the series, though. Like, they're not trying to reboot anything. No, I think that they were. I think no, it was time, a soft reboot. Yeah, they they really? made, the Vin Diesel thing wasn't spoiler alert wasn't planned until much later in the production process. Until they realized we can't soft reboot this. We need this family. They got halfway through production of this movie and realized this guy has no charisma at all and like, oh, <laughs> oh God, fuck. we gotta go back no, to they did. They finished the movie and they put it towards, uh, put it to test screening audiences and they were like, this movie sucks. And so they literally reshot that ending way after production. I can believe that. Uh, but he's going through this metal detector at school. I guess he goes to a bad school or like not a great school. But uh, he's in shop class and he's watching a kid get bullied by getting his belly spray painted and he kind of just walks away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's the point of that? Is it to show that he's just a bad person? He's not going to... St- Classic high school hijinks. <laughs> he's just not going to stick up for what? this kid, or I guess. Or it's I mean, also not his problem. If we're going to play the what's the point game, what's the point of having a, a Native American effigy being beat in by the football team? That's kind of yes. fucked up. Agree. Like, there's other ways to show these are the bad guys without going there, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a little... Again, we're race wars. You'll hear yeah. about it. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> movie. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. But uh, Pap... We're walking into this first conflict here with our protagonist, and uh, he's kind of walking to his car after school. So, and uh, who does he run into here? Hey, you talking to my girl? Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> she was just a mine. My rod. <laughs> my grandma's butte could smoke that piece of shit, trailer trash. <laughs> what about your daddy's viper? This beast's got 500 horsepower and a boiler exhaust system. It does 0 to 60 in like 4.3 seconds. That's about right. That's about, That's about right. Yeah. Wow. You can read the brochure. <laughs> uh, so I, I never watched the, the Tool Time show. Who, who is this? this you guy? never watch Home Improvement? <gasps> no. Brad Taylor. I, <laughs> I missed that. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's what's his name from the show? That's what he's most known Brad? for. Brad? Brad Taylor. is... The jock, he is the one who is pounding on the Native American pinata in the stands just for fun on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. But uh, there, there's a conflict with uh, Brad and his girl and our, our new nameless protagonist. And, and she seems to be kind of playing both sides of, of that uh, romantic rivalry, right? She's a fast girl for sure. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, kind of poking fun at his car and he says something like, it's not the ride, it's the rider. And uh, she kind of sets up this whole race between oh, boy. Brad Taylor, uh, Tool Time Kid, and uh, our nameless protagonist. And so, well, uh, you guys, she she like says that the winner of the race gets her straight up. Like she just wants, she's like horny for whoever wins this race. Literally, Josh, are you going to have a problem with the Fast and the Furious franchise franchise objectifying women now after that whole movie we just did last week? Like this is this par for this is far course. worse. This is far worse. Uh, this movie is. I don't really have like I'm not coming here to like really rip on the movie. I thought that was like objectification so obvious to the point that it's funny. I mean, am I the only one who liked his car? Why was she making fun of that car? I thought it was a pretty cool car. It just wasn't painted. It, it was an awesome Monte Carlo, yeah, man. Cool that car. was a cool, real cool mm-hmm. car. But uh, have have that in high school at seventeen when you look forty five. I mean, I would kill for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they head off to an abandoned. It's not abandoned. It's a neighborhood under construction. It's like a new neighborhood. And uh, Josh, uh, can you tell us uh, what kind of happens during this race and? 
the different cars involved and kind of the hijinks our protagonist gets yeah. up to. Well, have you guys ever played the old school Paperboy for NES? Uh-huh. A long time get, ago. If you get to like the bonus level, you like go through this construction yard and you're like <laughs> dodging on all these like oh dirt God. ramps and stuff. It's kind of like that. And at one point, Eminem in his car goes straight <laughs> through one of the houses like on purpose, like goes through like their hallway. It just like blasts through. Um, this. This is like one of the parts that I thought was weaker about this movie than Fast and the Furious is that the uh, races uh, were like a lot more complicated. It wasn't like that zero to ten thing. So it's kind of confusing to know how long and who is like winning. And I don't know. Yeah. Agree. I thought it was actually a really cool part of the movie because, I mean, in the first uh, the Fast and the Furious, it's kind of like they blur everything to... I mean, mm-hmm. no end. Mm-hmm. It's like real special effects. And I thought the camera work in this uh, race was actually really well done. It was shot pretty in a pretty cool way. Like they weren't blurring everything going, you know, 180 miles an hour. I like the blur effect in the I first one. I respected that. But I, but I, I do you, like, I agree. This, mo- this movie probably, I mean, the cinematography is definitely one of its strengths, I would say. I would say, mm-hmm. yeah, they definitely open it up a bit more and you can like see, actually see the cars racing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're racing around this, like, dirt road in this, uh, construction Also, site. can I interject, Mikey? Yeah. So, this is, like, on a brand new job site where you're seeing, like, wood stacked up and houses barely being framed. Those tires that on that job knowledge. site wouldn't, Fuck yeah. they wouldn't, they wouldn't have lasted a minute. Nails, <laughs> screws, <laughs> those tires would have been shot in 20 <laughs> seconds. No way that race would have happened. No crash, no nothing. It just would have ended. Uh, well, yeah. let alone how it does end, they run into a cinder block at 125 miles an hour <laughs> and walk the fuck away. Head it's on. like the movie Head Death Proof. <laughs> yeah, so they're racing and uh, they're just destroying everything. This guy, uh, Brad, has smashed into pallets of wood, uh, just dri- <laughs> driven through houses, little little houses, and. Uh, the kid from Home Improvement is driving this really nice car. It's like worth like eighty grand, he says, and he's just rubbing tires with this old Monte Carlo and just ripping it to shreds. So he's got no respect I for his love car. How they always get they always get to like a breaking point where they look over at the other person and they're just like, Ugh, screw this," and like ram into him for the first time. Yeah, it's time to risk the lives of all three of us. <laughs> His, his girlfriend is kind of like egging him on and then eventually tells him to slow down because the race is getting way too out of hand. And uh, Brad is Brad Taylor is uh, eventually going to get cucked by losing this race. And then uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of cucking in this franchise. And then, uh, the protagonist, Sean, who still has not been named, uh, rolls his car after he wins and uh, they end up in the police station. And during this whole scene, we get a pretty sweet, uh, way too long musical clip of Kid Rock's "Ba with the ba da bang da bang diggy diggy," <laughs> which goes on for like <laughs> way too Kid long Rock? and it's blaring. Yeah, it's going on forever. I always thought that was Fred Durst, huh? Oh, is it? Every day. Uh, it's some, it's terrible, by the way. Uh, so after that, Jordan, uh, he's got a little uh powwow with uh the police chief and what does the police chief tell him uh honestly i don't really remember what the police chief tells him. it's not important he just tells him to move to japan with his you gotta get out well no i mean let me bang your mom first and no i mean he's he's talking to the cops and his mom comes in and then we cut to oh sean because apparently that's his name sean is (laughs) in the hallway and his mom and the policeman walks out the mom like wipes her lips like i don't know what's on there it, I think his mom might have sucked off the cops. I I, I want to say this this whole like I, I just it's watched weird. Rebel Without a Cause like 
two weeks ago because I'd never seen a James Dean movie. And the the intro of that is James Dean keeps fucking up from town to town. His family has to keep moving and they end up in a police station where they're like, this is their last stop. So like, it feels like the same thing up until we go Forrest Gump with the mom sucking off someone for a second. <laughs> Happy, you're going to have a problem with Fast and the Furious franchise copying other movies now after the first no, one I've, copied I've Point Break so I hard. hate these movies. I've given every Fast and the Furious movie a no and I'm never going to give one a yes by the looks So you're of mad it. about me possibly <laughs> wow. flipping here or what? Yes, yes, you're a flip-flopper. It's All a different these... movie. Nah. We'll get mm. to it. In Pappy's defense, Josh did call the first movie creative. So that we'll go from there. Beyond me. That's a confidential <laughs> quote. I'm gonna have to yeah, listen you, back to the you tape. You called it artistically creative. Hmm. I haven't gotten over it. Anyway, <laughs> so he's forced to move to Japan with his dad, who's in the navy. Um, and then and uh, he's so pissed about it. Oh, I have to go live in one of the best countries in the whole wide world. <laughs> it's an international experience. I really wanted what the to go fuck to Japan. about? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what he's so upset about, but uh, he gets the chance to expand his mind and uh, broaden his horizons by moving to Japan, and he totally resents it. And he ends up going <laughs> to military school, I think. Uh, is it? I don't even know. It's just a Japanese high school, but he has to wear a uniform, and he ends up meeting Bow Wow and Pep. What is uh What is Bow Wow's specialty at this high school? So the the film chooses to use the one black character as the hustler <laughs> of this high school who can get you whatever you want. You want a laptop, you want a cell phone, you want some Jordans. <laughs> of course, the black guy has got this. It's I actually think Bow Wow as, does a good job of acting. I think his character is kind of not bad, but like the choice to use the character in that way was pretty gross to me. I don't, I don't know what anybody. Yeah, else he like wants. doesn't even. He drive was a selling car. Flavor Flav clocks. <laughs> And it's the only black character in the movie. <laughs> Let's repeat that. And he gets beat up. How awesome was his Hulk van, though? Pretty cool. <laughs> I love that van. If I could drive that around, I would. Stevie described that. That uh, is it a van? Is it a? I don't even know what kind of car it, that was. It's like a hybrid of like what a Rav and a minivan making love would be, but. Um, there's like this really weird scene, and you have to remember these kids are in high school, where he's like flipping through cars on a carousel, and you see like I think there's like a Ferrari, a Lambo, I think there's a Maserati in there, and like the whole time, Sean, Sean, Sean thinks like every car is his until you get to <laughs> a green minivan with like Hulk smash fist coming outside of every door, and there's like purple shag on the interior. And it has like the Hulk's like face on the hood. It looks really cool to me. I would drive it. I think this is a good time to bring up the subject of why do people so openly give Sean Sean, Eminem, Slim Shady their keys to their car? Like he drives for his mom, Han, this Bow Wow, like the first time they meet, he's like, I get to drive. And he just tosses in the keys like, I don't understand. Yeah. Is it because it's part of the mythology of this dude, like Sean's got to drive. <laughs> he was born to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he was born to wreck multiple cars. <laughs> he, he doesn't wreck the Hulkmobile, though. No, thank God it survived. Yeah, Bawa keeps that. And while we're also at this high school, we meet the hot girl. Uh, I think her name is Neela. She comes into play a little bit later because she's got a boyfriend who's in the Yakuza. And obviously, we <laughs> race for the rights to uh, this young woman uh, later Jesus on in the movie. Christ. Uh, so we skip ahead a little bit and we get to the first race versus uh, Donkey Kong, DK, the Drift King. And Josh, what do you got to say about DK and what kind of uh, operation does he run in Japan? Well, as you hear that aquatic theme from DK and it's uncompressed glory playing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> DK son. <laughs> uh, I think you're wrong when you said he's in the Yakuza because I think only his uncle is. He has but ties to the Yakuza. Yeah, he's the wannabe Yakuza yeah. guy. He's trying yeah. to get his way in there. And DK means he's the. Uh, the Drift King, and it kind of proves it. In <laughs> Wait, the scene. is that what it stands yeah, for? Yeah, Drift King Takashi. Oh, they said okay, that. Okay. They yeah. say that. And I think sure. this is the inciting incident here of the film because 
they get into a race, and I don't know how deep you want to go into the race. Can I just spoil it right away, Mikey? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, like, the, the current DK, so we'll just call him Donkey Kong, uh, <laughs> he, God. like, does this awesome thing, actually, on a ramp, and I don't know how they did that in real life, but he, like, the car is sideways, but going up this, like, parking lot ramp, and he wins, and, um... Mm-hmm. An actual Sean- driver did that, Josh. That's pretty yeah. crazy. And Sean comes yeah. up like limping, hitting every wall, and just like the <laughs> car is completely dead. After he left so many cars on that way up, yeah. It's like he oh. had never driven a car. Yeah, he borrows a car from also another Yakuza wannabe friend who's who we learn is uh, Han, who's going to be kind of important later on. But he totally trashes this car and trashes multiple cars on his way up this parking lot building. And, uh, Jordan, what does uh, Han say to Sean at the end of the race? What kind of, uh, kind of like an ultimatum he gives uh, Sean at the end for trashing his car? I mean, he basically, like, tells him, like, you're my bitch now. Like, you're going to work for me. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Don't leave yeah, town. Yeah, and they go on, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't leave town. And <laughs> they go on a series of, like... He's collecting money for him. He's like kind of being his, uh, his like lackey for a little while. Yeah, he's like his uh, muscle guy. He's kind of forced to get money that is owed to Han by like some huge guy at a bathhouse. He's not very good <laughs> like at an it. An actual sumo wrestler. <laughs> yeah, he gets his ass kicked by a sumo <laughs> wrestler to go get this money. But he get he gets the money. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I go back to one thing from the uh, parking garage uh, scene? Yeah. There's like this bit that it feels like it wasn't quite executed as well as it was written, but like all of these high school girls try to get on the elevator with, with one of the guys and he shuts them off. And then on the next elevator, all of those high school girls get in plus Bow Wow gets in. Uh, and then he looks right at the camera and winks and breaks the fourth uh, wall, which is like, <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of love that, to be honest. Like it's weird, but it, it kind of works. I forgot about that. That was a, uh, I thought it was kind of cheesy, but also there's another thing with the elevators when they uh come out of the elevators for the first time i thought it was kind of a cool shot where bow wow is like explaining what drifting is and sean knows nothing about drifting culture so as soon as they open up the doors to this garage there's like two cars racing and they drift past i thought that was like a kind of a cool shot for how awful the rest of this movie is but uh <laughs> what's drifting <laughs> also i didn't know they were doing pop-up djs back in 2006 like, did you catch that like a dj just in the middle of the garage playing for all these people working on their cars and i imagine what i imagine are underage japanese girls dude this is japan they have streaming video to their motorola flip phones in 2006 <laughs> apparently yeah pop-up djs things just work <laughs> It seemed like the equivalent of the American party that they showed earlier in the movie, though. Kind of everyone hanging out by cars, girls in short skirts. Yeah, except everyone was engines. one race this time. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Just saying. So after that first race, um, we get a little kind of more story building with Sean and Han. Uh, Han is going to teach Sean how to learn how to drift because he needs a racer. I don't know why he needs a racer, but he needs Sean to race for him uh, to earn him back some money so he can fix his car. And uh, Han (laughs) finds out that Sean is easily the worst driver ever by smashing (laughs) basically everything he ever sees on the roads. And uh, Stevie, as... As Han is like teaching uh, Sean how to do all this stuff, driving the cars, drifting, and all that kind of stuff, we get our first appearance of Nos, uh, and they just blow past some cop cars. Why do they? Uh, why do the cop cars not chase after uh, any of the faster cars in uh, Japan? Because the cop cars can't catch them. Like they're not like they're only like factory built. They're not like built to go extra fast. And so if they break a certain amount of, I imagine. I don't know. Do they use like kilometers per hour over there, Pap? I believe so, yeah. That whole system freaks me out. But I imagine if you go over a certain speed, they're just like, ah, screw it. Why even try? Yeah, so cops are like really not even a factor in this movie, which 
was like a big deal in the first in the first a breath uh, of fresh air. Thing. Yeah, so you don't got to worry about <laughs> cops in Japan because they're just too slow. They can't keep up. Um, so we get more of Sean in high school, and he's kind of just being the awkward loner white guy in this all Japanese school. And uh, he makes some friends. Um, he's friends with Bow Wow. He's I don't think Han is in high school, but he goes to lots of parties with Han and kind of hangs out and stuff. And Josh, can you uh, kind of describe Han's party that he drags him to and uh, kind of the garage and all that kind of stuff? What's going on there? Uh, so this is is this his second run in with Yakuza? Uh, I think, yeah, a little bit after this party scene. Oh, man. Can you honestly jog my memory a little bit? <laughs> That's the thing. Is, is, uh, so far, nothing plot-wise is all that important. It's just kind this of... This whole movie is a blur. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of just move from one place to another. Sean is destroying cars. It's and a everything. party or a race or a car is getting smashed. <laughs> yeah, they're just... Han takes them to a Japanese party... And they go through, they're hanging out, and they go through to, like, Han's secret garage or whatever. And Han gives Sean a car. Um, Pap, what uh, what kind of stuff uh, does Han want to do with Sean in this car? Like, what, what kind of things is he going to teach him? And uh, how, how's he going to make money and pay Han back? There's a guy in there with a paw that owes me some money. A paw? Who gave me my money? Okay. Yeah, so he, for some reason, describes the the first person who owes him money as as someone who has a a paw, (laughs) which I don't know why at this point he's chosen spoken strange asian metaphors what he meant was that there's a man with a with a tiger tattoo or something and yeah he's, appara- it's he's a apparently a, of course a sumo wrestler because it's japan and uh this is the guy who owes him money and and uh, peyton manning takes basically two runs at him he gets kicked out of the bathhouse the bathhouse the first time and then on the second time that the the uh, sumo wrestler pulls some money out from like under one of his boobs or something and throws it at, at Han. <laughs> Yeah, he gets his ass kicked, and uh, but he does get the money for Han, and Han, that was kind of like his test to see if he yeah. would... Uh, but this is, by the way, yeah, the only scene of, of him collecting debts or anything like that. It's it's totally yeah. a cuttable scene as far as the film itself is concerned. Yeah, it adds nothing to the story, really. We never see Sean do anything else more with the money, or trying to get money. Um, But we get another scene of... Uh, Sean back in high school, and then he ends up breaking up a fight with Bow Wow and a Yakuza friend guy. Stevie, why is uh, Bow Wow so ungrateful uh, that Peyton Manning breaks up this fight? (laughs) Yeah, what's that all about? (laughs) Mikey, can I be completely honest with you? Yeah. I have no idea. This movie is a blur. (laughs) Like I I know I I sound like the worst podcaster ever right now, but for the life of me, I can't remember. I got to make up for my missed one a minute ago. So Bow Wow is being accused of selling like a bum iPod to this dude. And he's just like kind of getting <sighs> his butt kicked, but not giving, getting it like giving in at all. And so, you know, Slim Shady comes up and saves his butt. But then he's like, he saves him by giving him his iPod. So Bow Wow's like, now everyone's going to be looking for returns, which <laughs> didn't really make sense. Yeah. But that was his point of view. <laughs> And if I could point out an inconsistency in the Fast and Furious timeline, if I may, Mikey, um, this is supposedly <laughs> the sixth film in the franchise, and they have iPods still? Come the fuck on. Stupid. 2013, no iPhones. It's supposed to What's be going after... On? Was it supposed to be after six? Or it's bef- supposed to be after Fast Five, I think. Which would, yeah, put it in a time where that technology would not be going on in Japan. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to look up timelines as well. See, I didn't know about this until you said something about it before we started the pod. Uh, so it being in the future, like by a couple of years, is like blowing my mind because <laughs> they are like recording races on flip phones and stuff. And it's. But pop up DJs, though, very yeah. current. 
And uh, Jordan, uh, Han, Han and Sean are great friends now because I don't know why. And we have to move the plot forward. But uh, <laughs> Han and Sean are great friends and they're hanging out at this uh, rooftop soccer pitch. And Han tries to explain why he loves drifting so much or what how he views drifting compared to everybody else uh, racing around. And uh, they kind of do this kind of what what kind of uh, reasoning does Han show Sean for his reason for drifting and why does it involve another another car full of women and kind of like a mating ritual dance <laughs> I thought I understood but based on that intro I'm not sure if I do <laughs> um my understanding was that Han views it as like an escape and he like escaped from America because of the results of the previous movies. And this is kind of his, uh, what do I want to say? Like his exile almost. And the rest of it is kind of just for fun. Like he's just kind of waiting to get something serious, I guess. Um, I so thought that's it was why just he's... for picking up chicks. I thought that's why he loved <laughs> it? drifting I don't know. so much. I, I mean, I think it's his kind of escape from being away from like the land that he knows um and like the the culture that he knows and stuff so he like bankrolls shitty racers like sean sean and (laughs) sean john (laughs) and and like rex cars and shit and just in order to kind of like i don't know make money and try to like sustain in this environment that he's in now he has like a yoda quote he's like one car is far less the price than knowing the truth of a man's heart. Like something real deep out of philosophical out of nowhere. Something way too philosophical for the before this next scene of where he just drifts around a, a car full of women to get numbers. It kind of like throws the whole philosophical thing to the wall. <laughs> He's like all waxing philosophical yeah. and then like jetting through Tokyo through crowds of tourists at 120 kilometers yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Happy still loves it. <laughs> there's still not really anything important happening plot wise. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, uh the plot in this movie is really, really weak. Uh it's thin. <laughs> like we're we're probably over halfway through the movie now at this point and we still don't really have any sort of any conflict i guess i guess there's conflict between dk and sean but uh it's just in the terms of they raced each other once and they kind of haven't seen each other since then but uh if you want to hit on the b plot it's like him and his dad when he first got to town his dad like set a bunch of rules and i don't think he follows a single rule it was also with a hooker (laughs) yeah Fair. And it's tough to give rules to a 35-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But right here, we kind of get Sean's blossoming in Japan. He's kind of coming out of his shell a little bit, and he's making some (laughs) friends. And uh, he actually has another race where he beats DK's kind of best friend, best uh, racer friend guy. And uh, uh, Stevie, what happens in the second race? How does it turn out for Sean? Okay, so you're talking about when he's racing Morimoto? Uh, is that the blonde-haired guy? The blonde guy? Yeah, the one who's crying after he gets beat. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculousness. Yeah, um, Sean, in a very short time of hanging out with Han, has mastered drifting. And so it's like a really quick cutscene to like, he's in a race again, and then it's like the last five seconds of it, and he wins. Yeah, we kind of skipped over. There's like a kind of a drifting montage where he just kind of is with Han and there's gonna the be a montage. <laughs> there's a yeah. training montage. There's those guys that are fishing and like, oh, he sucks. Also, oh, one of those bad. guys that's fishing. I think it's the guy like in the blue pullover. He's like the most famous drifter in the world and did like oh. a lot of the driving in this movie. The real DK. Really? Yeah, the real DK. He's wow. the one that did like all like. All the mountain like drifting and stuff like that, and um, he did a ton of driving for this movie. So that's, that's him. Pretty cool. Shout out to the true DK. <laughs> yep. 
and then after that date or after that race, uh, Sean gets a date with Neela. Uh, I guess she saw his skills on the track and was impressed. So she gives him a date and Pap, what kind of date do they take and what do they do? They go to the classic, it's Japan, why would they not get food out of a vending machine uh, kind of date. Um, <laughs> dude, I the really... most romantic. I hate it's, it. Yeah. It's a terrible date. They There's this pretty awful acting scene of Neela pretending to drive and like drift while she's also talking to Sean in the car. Mm-hmm. And they're with like, I don't know, 10 other cars drifting up and down this hill. But... It looks it's so like the bad. undriftable hill too, right? Like supposedly people die somewhere on that hill. But well, they're just they're cutting to... it up. They're yeah. breezing through this at night, no problem, drifting up and down this mountain. And I, I do want to give this movie some credit. Most of the time, the driving is real and looks great. That is some CGI bullshit. And you yeah. can tell from a mile away. Yeah. I mean, it's still at a point where, I don't know, what, what, what year was this? 2006 when this came out or something? Yeah, 2006. So, the CGI is not incredible. It's definitely better than the first movie, for sure. The driving is definitely better, I think. Um, but yeah, it. the scene of them talking inside the car is actually kind of really cringy. She's just kind of like moving her arms in the most robotic way, like <laughs> pretending to drive <laughs> while she's like shifting and talking to Sean at the same time. And it, just kind of looks kind of Sean, really Sean. Is this where they're talking about Sean, like Sean, Sean. her backstory? Because she has like this kind of ambiguous accent, right? Too, it's like almost Australian, but kind of. She was pulling a Kate Winslet from Titanic the whole movie. Is she American? Is she British? Is she Australian? We'll never know. Which yeah. may have been, and you don't know because she only has three total lines. May have been a creative <laughs> choice though, because yes. the whole thing is like, what's that word? Guy John, Guy Jun, Guy Jun, Guy Jun, yeah. It just outsider. means outsider in Japanese, and I guess that might it's kind be of... the N word in Japanese. So apologies if that's the case. <laughs> and to our Sri Lankan listeners, yeah, uh, they made a real big point to say Gaijin multiple times to Sean, and I guess uh, Neela was called Gaijin multiple times growing up too. So she doesn't like, she doesn't appreciate the nickname, and she knows that Sean has no idea what it means, but uh, he doesn't care because he's just. He's just there to drift, baby. He's all about the cars. He doesn't care about anything else, really. So. Poor 17-year-old Neela, caught between two 35-year-old men. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, what, what else happens after this, this day? Well, there's an update on Sean and his dad. Sean's been breaking a lot more rules, and his dad's still not really doing anything about it. <laughs> The whole thing with his dad is kind of pointless, I guess. He's he's only there to give Sean a car at the end to work on. And he's kind of like not very imposing or really there to progress Sean's character in any way, sort of. He's kind of been a deadbeat dad, I guess, a military dad who's kind of not been in the picture. And he's still not in the picture, even though he's literally sleeping like two feet away from sean every night now <laughs> there, there is kind of a hilarious line though that sets up his character because like sean's flying from presumably somewhere in california to japan and he's like oh your mom said you'd be here on the seventh we're a day ahead which means in, in japan it's the eighth which means you just totally fucking forgot about your son yeah excuse doesn't work at all old man you didn't show up at the airport, so I got this hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, and then, uh, well, there is a resolution with the dad too. Can we just like finish his story so he can move yeah, on? Yeah, he doesn't really come up. Yeah, you can finish it off. <laughs> he saves him. Well, it'll come up later. So, <laughs> so we get uh, DK shows up to uh, Hans' hangout uh, where he's teaching Sean how to drift more and. Sean's burning through tires, really uh, running up, racking up some charges on uh, uh, Bow Wow's account here with uh, how many tires he's going through. And <laughs> DK shows up and then uh, just kind of kicks Sean's ass for uh, taking his girl Neil out. <laughs> uh, Jordan? Classic DK. Jordan, who is uh, DK's boss slash uncle and uh, why does he show up to DK's hangout? Later on. 
Uh, his uncle is part of the Yakuza clan, apparently. <laughs> and <laughs> he... Of course. It's Japan. What, Stevie? Why wouldn't he be this a part so of the Yakuza? This is so ridiculous. It's just like, so ridiculous. Name, Mickey, name, it's, like, it's like the family feud. Name things about Japan and Yakuza. <laughs> Samurai. <laughs> Show me Yakuza. Food and vending machines. Bing. <laughs> Terrible. Slurping noodles up with the sticks. Terrible. Check. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. I'm kind of losing track of where we are in the plot. Is this where we're in like their, no, you're their good. There's nothing their happening gangster in the den? Plot at or all. Yeah, they're in the gangster den. Uh, DK's gangster den and his Yakuza uncle shows up and just tells DK that. Oh, yeah, his- yeah. Sorry. Basically, he says that um, Han has been stealing money from like their deals and He's at first. He's like, no, no, that's not possible. And even if it was, it was just only a little bit, which doesn't really make any sense. And his uncle, the yakuza boss, is like, "Fuck that shit! You got to take care of this." Um, he has some weird long metaphor that doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, <laughs> but I, that's the main message. Uh, does the metaphor make sense to you guys? It's very long. It's like the nail and the horseshoe and the that thing. And like a loose nail causes a loose horseshoe, which causes a, a lame horse, which causes a soldier not to make it somewhere. And then they lose a war. And interesting. It's it's pretty extreme. It's profound, Jordan. Which is, it's, it's like a butterfly flaps its wings is the equivalent. <laughs> the thing is, that's not the only nail metaphor. There's another nail metaphor by the dad, which is like, yeah, uh, like a loose it's nail true. or something always sticks out in this culture or something. So a loose nail gets hammered. Oh, yeah. hammered so yeah. Which is yeah. just a metaphor for, hey, son, I'm going to get blackout drunk tonight. <laughs> no, it's keep keep your fucking head down. Oh man. Uh, so DK uh ends up confronting Han, and he's got a gun, and he's gonna do something crazy here and try and kill Han. <laughs> uh, but Josh Han escapes. Uh, all thanks to Bow Wow and his quick thinking by slamming a garage door shut. Uh. What happens after he escapes and what kind of happens out in the streets of Tokyo? Oh, man. So they have the most intense race yet. A race um, for your life. <laughs> yeah. So cha- this is more of a chase than a race, actually. Ooh, a chase uh, race. Mm, yeah, it's a chase race. Race chase. And they're trying to execute Han and uh, Sean is involved, like weaving in there, trying to knock people off their course. And I'm not sure, like at this point in the movie, if they're ready to off Sean on site yet or not, but they seem to be going mostly for Han. They, in the like most ridiculous scene that I got to admit, they like really make look cool in this movie. Um, and it shouldn't be very cool, but they like go through all these pedestrians in like a times square sort of scenario. And, the crowd like breaks to let through the drifting cars and you're supposed to be like, wow. Mm. But I was more like, wow, I hate all of these characters for being such assholes. Yeah. That like, shit was, that was terrifying. Oh, he would have in real life. Everybody would have died. Yeah. He would have killed hundreds <laughs> of no people on this crosswalk. <laughs> I don't think you'd be allowed to like show that in a movie now. Cause there's been like no. a bunch of European terrorist attacks where they just plow through crowds pretty messed up also this is the chase where dk's right hand man goes head on into a car blonde hair dies guy? on impact yeah more what happens to him yeah is he, he did lots of people die uh in this yeah. movie well the chase goes on and uh car character. flips and i'll let mikey if you want to pick it back up here but he's basically upside down kind of like the end of the nightcrawler movie mikey guys can, can i say something about the chase before you touch on that too yeah. The whole time, they're unnecessarily drifting in and out of every single fucking car on the road like a slalom race. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, doesn't, and lane. it doesn't make any sense. Like, it makes perfect straight. sense. It's in the title. It's called Tokyo Drift. Tokyo you're Drift. Right. Drift. Drift. You're right. Drive straight. My bad, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, they're drifting all over the place. Um, and then Han gets uh, T-boned 
by just like a taxi or something and his car flips and since he's got so much NOS in his car it explodes almost immediately <laughs> and according to the timeline I mean I'm pretty sure this Han guy died in another Fast and the Furious movie so I have no idea uh, but I guess he dies here um, his first and last movie Peyton Manning thought he heard the screaming but everyone no, said he died he, on impact he's in some other ones <laughs> I know but it's his first Tokyo Drift movie and Chronologically, he dies in the last Tokyo Drift movie. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, his yeah. car blows up. The coolest car in the movie blows up. And uh, then Sean just kind of, like, uh, runs off with Neela. Like, whoa. That was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that wasn't, that wasn't like, me. Whoa. And then he just <laughs> runs off. And, and, uh, <laughs> and so... Yeah, Ooh, this so, is where the dad comes this, back into play. He, well, that's the kind of the confusing part is we get to the final conflict is for some reason they set up this very final race of like loser leaves town for some reason of Sean versus uh, the Drift King and loser has to leave town racing down this mountain. But uh, the problem is Sean has destroyed every car he's ever set foot in. <laughs> so they're down. He, he doesn't have a car to race. Uh, so where does he find a car, Josh? Okay, so I think Mikey, he gets the car. Is it the one um, he raced that very first night with Han and mm-hmm. messed up? Yep, that's Han's car, and he gets an engine from there. And he needs a body. And he, and he got the body because his dad has this American muscle car. It's going to make it this classic 67 American Stang. muscle. Yeah, he's got a sweet Mustang. Uh, it's Thing's awesome. Just the shell. And so uh, we get another car montage of them building this this old mustang and uh making it drift ready and we get another uh training montage of him learning how to drive this car it's kind of <laughs> kind of dumb because like doing all these tests and stuff on it and bow wow's running around like he knows some stuff about cars and it's not very convincing otherwise um but then we finally get to the race and uh uh, everybody shows up for this race. Even the Yakuza shows up for this race to watch uh, his his nephew race down this hill. And Jordan, do you want to kind of explain the outcome of this race and kind of kind of what happens? I mean, they they lead up to it with saying that um, DK is the only one that successfully made it down this particular hill. So you kind of have an idea going in that there's something weird about it. I, I don't know. The The race going down is pretty intense. They're like drifting around corners and almost falling off cliffs. Um, I'm a little bit lost about what, like, why is DK the only one that's ever made it down? Is there like a gap somewhere that he like flies through? <laughs> I just assumed he was killing everybody, running everybody else off the road. Is that what it is? Because mm. like the, the only part where Sean Sean comes close to wrecking like really he like almost flies off a few like cliff edges but it's after he wrecks uh dk and then dk crashes down like the next level almost right onto his car but that's not something that would happen to everybody else I, I don't know. Well, for, yeah first of all uh sean bumps dk and he rolls <laughs> off he ro- rolls off the road which is i guess a, a cliff face and so he somehow yes. uh, goes faster than the speed of light to go down this hill and make it down to <laughs> the bottom of the hill before DK has fallen uh, all the way down to the ground. And uh, yeah, it, this car almost falls on him. Um, Mikey, you could have just said he didn't have his car. And we would have never had his car. And everybody claps <laughs> that this man has just died in this recreational race. <laughs> yeah, this guy is for sure dead, but he somehow crawls out. Uh, his uncle doesn't look too concerned that he just had a horrific crash down uh, the side of a mountain. And uh, this is pretty much the end of the movie. Uh, we get What one... did his uncle say to him? He just smiled. No, he said something. I had closed captionings on nothing. <sighs> so did I, so it was frustrating. Nothing. <laughs> Yeah, he. <laughs> I thought he said something too. Actually, that's weird. But it, I don't think he it, says something. That's he's driving like, me mad. No matter like what language you paw. have the captions in, it says whispers in foreign language, even in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nonsense. 
Uh, says something about the man with the paw, though, for sure. Yeah, so that's pretty much the end of the movie. Uh, Nila now loves the Gaijin guy. <laughs> uh, the Yakuza boss gives an approving look to the Gaijin guy and says you can stay in the country now, I guess. And, uh, oh, and then uh, we get, like, one last teaser scene here of, like, Sean's finally, like, accepted uh, by all of his high school peers. And it's another race night or something. And who does he end up <laughs> racing? Uh, Pappy? Family. Vin. Groot <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, uh, one last teaser scene here, which I guess was added last minute, according to you guys, uh, of Vin Diesel um, coming to pay respects to Han, and then he wants to raise Sean. Uh, I don't know if he's... I don't know if the point of this scene was to like recruit him into Vin Diesel's gang of family to pull off heist later in movies, but that just didn't pan out because this guy sucks as an actor. Or <laughs> Mike, you've seen all these movies. Does I have, Vin Diesel ever bring up Japan? I really don't think so. My Not family only that, he's winning races all over Asia to get to the point where he can race this guy. Like they mentioned that explicitly <laughs> that he's going on like circuit at the time. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, Fast and Furious timeline for you. It doesn't have to make perfect (laughs) sense. Uh, There's a lot of corona involved, so everything's a little bit hazy. (laughs) And uh, yeah, the whole that this the whole idea that this was supposed to take place in 2013 is really throwing me for a loop because I could have sworn Han dies in another movie, Uh, blown up the same way in a car. Uh, So. There's probably a lot of loose ends that are kind of drawn out in this movie that don't really make too much sense in the long, long term. Is this like a parallel universe story? Like the Fast and Furious franchise, like these differing realities and quantum mechanics and such? I mean, they do warp space and time whenever they activate NOS. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Could be... Could be a possibility. Um, I think that's pretty much it, unless you guys got any last comments. I don't really have anything else left to say. Nah. Nah. My favorite part of the movie was when he took that money back to the Yakuza uncle in this like really dimly lit club. And you think like everyone's like, you go in there, you'll get shot. But he's got like this master plan, and the uncle's finally like, so what is the plan? And he's like, a race. <laughs> War. <laughs> or I could shoot you now and just take the money <laughs> and dispose of your body because everybody here Shit's works mine. for me. Uh, yeah, so. I, I actually do have one point, actually, before yes or no's, is that uh, I heard about this on the now playing podcast um but i'd actually seen this clip before but uh justin lynn was debuting a film at sundance and it was a gangster uh asian movie and, and someone from the crowd uh uh says how could you depict your people that way and of all people roger ebert stands up in the crowd and literally shouts this man down like screams at him and he's like asian people have the same rights as white people to depict him however they want and it's a fucking glorious moment. If you get the chance, Google Roger Ebert, Justin Lin on YouTube. It is the it is the best thing ever. I, I gained so much respect for Ebert just after that clip. It's it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, no, sounds kind of staunch actually, but okay. No other comments. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's not really much to say since the plot makes no sense, uh, other than that this movie is kind of trash. Uh, so we'll just get into yes or no's now. Uh, we'll continue with uh, the West to East movement. Uh, so, Pap? Yep, uh, it's a no. I've given every Fast and Furious movie I've seen a no. I really, I really don't like them. I, I don't. I think that, you know, like, like I mentioned the Family Feud comment, they, they go to a place with, like, objectifying Japanese schoolgirls, which is like a weird fetish. And of course this movie goes there. It doesn't, I don't know why this movie's in Japan to be completely honest with you. That makes no sense to me. It seems like more trouble than it was worth. Um, no, I don't like these movies. Uh, Stevie. 
Oh, man, I've been thinking about this this whole podcast, and I'm really going to go against what I stand for. This story is absolute trash. The writing is bad. (laughs) Like, it just makes no sense. It's not even, like, that interesting to watch. But what is interesting is how they pulled off all these car stunts and the camera work. Like, I think Mm -hmm. Justin Lin is the reason why Furious movies look the way they do now, opposed to the first one in Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, I think they really base a lot off, like, his camera work and the way shots are set up and how they do the races. Man, those cars were entertaining as hell to watch in this movie. So I will give this a soft yes. Nice. Uh, Josh? Yeah, uh, this was a pretty crazy movie to watch because it's really bad. And so you're flirting with that. Is it so bad it's good? Like, where's the cutoff here? Um, I don't really like cars, so it has that going against it, but I laughed a lot during this movie. Um, <laughs> when Teresa looked at me and goes, oh man, that girl, Neela, she really like says a lot of cool stuff. And I was like, wait, like what? And she's like, exactly. I haven't heard her talk in 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> she just, she's like, she'll walk into a scene and she just like gives a sad look or like a happy look. And the way they depict love in this movie is so hilarious. It's just, if you are a good race car driver, you don't even have to, like, get the money to buy the equipment. If you just are a reckless rider and win, like, a girl will be all over you because that's just a gene they have to pass down to their children (laughs) for some reason. Um, So this movie was actually pretty entertaining but i'm gonna have to give it a no because when finn diesel pulled up and they're like oh we're gonna race and you're not gonna have your car pretty soon i was like oh please just go to credits and not show another freaking race (laughs) so at that point i knew like i just don't really like this car stuff and i don't think this was nearly as good as the first one so it dips down to pretty soft no it's not as artistically creative Nah, we're gonna have to go back to the tapes for that one, Stevie. Uh, I got you literally text- def- okay. I got a text from Brett. Sorry, Stevie. That he's a soft yes, by the way. And he's gonna be on Huzzah! vacation. He's gonna be on vacation, but he's not gone, but not forgotten. Brett. Uh, Jordan. <sighs> so I had seen, I think, every other movie in this series except for this one, and had a really high hopes. Just pretty disappointing. Uh. The, the plot just doesn't really do much for me. The I would say the last 20 minutes is pretty entertaining, but the rest of the movie was really tough to get through. Um, there's not a lot of redeeming characters. It's a, it's, it's a soft no. I think it completes some of the story from the Fast and the Furious, Furious franchise, but it's, uh, it's skippable at best, I would say. Yeah, uh, I would say I'm going to give my yes or no now, and it's going to be a... Uh, pretty hard no. Uh, it's a pretty, there's, it's really lacking in any sort of plot or storytelling. Um, anything that's not taking place in or around a car is pretty much just wasted film. <laughs> terrible. Uh, so I think the main actor is awful. I don't know why they ever went with this guy. Um, I think he's very uncharismatic and doesn't really offer anything that Paul Walker couldn't have done. And uh, it's just, and looked better. Yeah, it's just a, not a great movie. Um, I like Han as a character. I thought he was pretty pretty good. Uh, I would have rather watched a movie about him. Uh, but everything else yes. in this movie is uh, kind of garbage. So it's a pretty hard no. So that'll be what three no's and a soft yes. Two soft yeses. Oh, two soft yeses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the best in the fr- Fast and the Furious franchise. Uh, definitely the worst. This is like rotten vending machine food. Ugh. Oh yeah, rotten Japan vending machine food. Uh, so you guys ready for trivia now, or should we toss to trivia? Toss the bird. All right. Uh, so this is gonna be prices right rules. Um, just a quick one. Uh, roughly how many people? What? Let's figure out the order first here. Uh, Stevie, right? No, Jordan. I didn't host last. Yeah. Jordan, then Stevie. Yep. Then <sighs> me, then 
Josh? It's been since I, January for me. I think I, I need to recuse myself. I'm not going to be able to host in the next like three weeks. What? Madness, yeah. man. A rare, a rare move. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I just need to say that now. All right, so Jordan Stevie. Is, Jordan's committing seppuku <laughs> out of this trivia. Stevie, <laughs> then me, then Josh. Just a three man triv. Let's do it. All right, uh, it's just a quick one. Um, Yakuza was a main plot point of this movie and uh, still very big today in Japan. So uh, the question is roughly how many people currently work for the Yakuza according to InsideJapan.com? What? They have a number here of uh, numbers in the mafia for the Yakuza, and they... Uh, you got your streetwalkers, you Japan. got your soldiers, you got your drivers, you got your higher-ups. <laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> Price is right rules, so you can't go Price over. Price is right rules. Pap, how many people live in Japan? Uh, 17,000, so I'd, I'd go off that. You're so full of shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I think it's a lot. Uh, I'll say 42,000. 42,000? Uh, who'd we say? Hmm. Josh or Pat? Pat? No, me next. Um, I'll say 43,000. I hate this game so much. Bold, bold choice. Uh, Josh? <sighs> oh, man. A lot of people live there. Almost 16,000, I heard. Wow. <laughs> so quadruple the population works for the Yakuza directly. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Didn't you see the movie? This sucks because I want this trivia so bad, you guys. You want it's been since super bad. The numbers between zero and one hundred or forty-four thousand, or everything over forty. Yeah, you got pretty much a fifty-fifty. I mean, I'll take I'll take forty-four thousand. God, no. that wasn't cool. <laughs> uh, this number kind of blew me away. Uh, according to this InsideJapan.com, the answer is a hundred and two thousand <gasps> people work for the Yakuza. <gasps> What? So a big Josh, house worth of Yakuza Mafia members. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is your champion, your Not Apex a Josh champion. Boom. All rats. Do more people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh is your Apex champion, and we'll toss it to spoilers, man, here, and then uh, we'll get Josh's pick when we come back. So take it away, Spoiler Man. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this... 1. Search for movie spoilers. 2. Click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. 3. Leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. And we're back. <laughs> All right, Gross. we're back uh, from Spoiler Man. Thank you for that uh, lovely ad read there, Spoiler Man. Uh, Josh, you're our champion. Uh, what are we going to be watching next week? Okay, uh, I wanted to go 2003, this year I graduated high school. Um, there's a couple of special movies. Um, have you guys ever heard of the movie Two Rats? It's a Nigerian film. Two Rats? Uh-uh. No, never heard of no. it. Just Is this joking. The end of the We're gonna... <laughs> no, no, no. But there's this uh, 2003 film called Two uh, Soldiers. Um, I don't want to do that one either. What I do want to do <laughs> is Christ. 2003 film Too Fast, 
two. Yes. Let's go. I want to be a team player. I'm really like I did. I gave the first one a yes, the third one a no. Like, where does this middle one fit? You know, what's happening to my show? (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Oh, good God. We're uh, watching another Fast and the Furious movie next week, I guess. Uh, so if the pod survives this horrendous week of bickering and the thread, we'll be back good next Christ. week. Uh, to- oh, the funny thing is I promised myself the next time I'd either pick... Uh, I was going to pick Children of Men because I just oh. love that movie. And I, Pap, I, I told never you get to spoil happened. a movie. I told it's been you like months and months since I get to spoil... And so, like, I just... I got to be a team player and like we're on this we're on this Tokyo drift. Let's ride it. We're on this fast journey together. <laughs> All right. Well, too fast. The pod survives this week. We'll be back next week with Too Fast or Fu- <laughs> Too Furious. Uh, thanks for listening and that was spoilers. That's a lot of mafia people. You know, this pod could have been rather quick if Brett would have bucked up and fixed his computer. It's only an hour pod. Yeah. <laughs> great, great job, Money. That's a good host. Real good host, Mikey. Thanks. Uh, Josh, you ready? I'm ready. Jordan, you want to give us an and we're back? And we're back.